0: It may be that you or someone you know is in a very difficult season of marriage, thinking there is no way this could ever improve, and it's it's just bad. It's going to be bad. I love what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19, that with God, all things are possible. So hang on, have hope. It's never too late for God to do a miracle in your relationship. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley, and he and his wife, Erin, Uh, lead our marriage team here at Focus on the Family. We're going to hear now from Jeff Scruggs. Uh, He and his wife Cheryl have an incredible testimony of redemption. Uh, In a previous episode or two, they explained how Cheryl had been unfaithful, and they got a divorce. Uh, Here's Jeff talking with Jim Daly about how God began to change his heart during that time
1: as they were apart. In the Christian community, the mistake we make mm-hmm. is trying to project some kind of perfection. Mm. Right. And people that are living what you lived don't mm-hmm. know where to connect because we're saying, hey, you just, you know, you accept the Lord and you live happily ever after. Uh, that's not always the case. Right. And God definitely wants that life for us. I'm reminded of John 10:10 10, 10, that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But he came that we might have life and life more abundantly, right. of course, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. You live a testimony now that fulfills that scripture because mm-hmm. your marriage was dead mm-hmm. right. and the Lord breathed life back into mm-hmm. it. So let's pick up from that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Again, if you didn't hear it, you got to go listen mm-hmm. to it because it was dramatic. As Cheryl said last time, it was like living a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, you put the pieces together. Uh, Cheryl was never able to really tell you that she was having an affair. But after the divorce, you went to pick up your daughters and you saw the man. You knew the man Mm -hmm. and put two and two together. You talked about feeling that anger at the end of the last program. We need to talk about that because men in this situation, there's a lot of testosterone that goes on Mm -hmm. at that moment. You want to throttle some people. Talk about what you were feeling and how you
2: dealt with it. Mm -hmm. I was so angry for a couple of years, really. And I didn't deal with it very well, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I knew the girls didn't want this divorce. Mm. So my motivation was to make things as easy for them or as healthy as they could be given the situation. So when I would have the girls, I tried to be as positive and upbeat as I could be. I never spoke badly about their mom in front of them. But at when the I, point of divorce, how old are your girls, twin girls? They're four years old at that four point. Four years old four when years the divorce old. is final. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just so sad. When I think even today when I think back on it mm-hmm. about their little lives and just how crushed they were. Because every night when we'd put them to bed, when I put them to bed, they were, it would just, you know, they would spill their guts to me and just... Cry. Yeah, and they would cry every night. You know, and it's like Lauren typically... When would, you had them. When I had them, yeah. <laughs> Lauren, typically, Lauren would want her mom and... Uh, you know, it was just so sad. And a lot of times if I couldn't console them, you know, I'd call Cheryl and she would come over and, you know, talk to them or rub their back until they fell asleep. Or if it was really bad, just take one of them home with her. But it never felt settled. It was always fractured. I was angry. I felt like I was on a roller coaster. When I had the girls, I was on a high. And when I didn't have them, I was in a low. Mm-hmm. And probably looking back, I was probably depressed. Mm-hmm. Who were who you didn't angry at? Uh, I was mostly angry at Cheryl. And, um and you know, to be honest with you, I was angry at God, too. I was like, how could he let this happen to my family? Of course, I was looking back, I see how selfish that was. Mm-hmm. Well, talk about that, because yeah. that's
1: a common statement that mm-hmm. people make. Uh, but when you really reflect on it, I'm sure God's saying, hey, uh, in reality, I didn't do this.
2: Right. You've well, exactly. It. And I made it all about me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm this good guy. I haven't done anything wrong. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. done anything wrong. Of course not. In fact, at that point, I wasn't owning having any ownership in it Mm. I was blaming the whole thing on Cheryl and you know looking back now and what the Lord started to show me was I had a lot to do with it and it wasn't so much what I did it was more what I didn't do Mm. and so it was the sin of omission you know and and really that I never loved her like God calls us to love our wives and you know when I read 1 Peter 3 7 now it just convicts me because I what is the verse Well, you know, we're to treat our wives as the weaker vessel, and I never treated her as the weaker vessel, and you know, as like a piece of porcelain, like protecting her, covering her. I never did that, in fact. And then it uh, goes on as co-heirs of the grace of life, and you know, I never treated her as a co-heir or as an equal, you know, I always looked at her as like, I knew the part where she was supposed to submit to me, I got that, right? But I wasn't submitting to the Lord. So how, how does that work if I'm not submitting to the Lord and I'm the spiritual leader of the family? So God started revealing the, this to me in so many different ways. And so eventually, you know, I was still helping with the high school youth at the church. Probably two years after that, they asked me to teach the boys a Wednesday night Bible study. And they wanted me to use the book by Kent Hughes called The Disciplines of a Godly Man. Mm-hmm. And I would tell these high school boys, you know, you need to do, as Kent says in the book, not as I did. And I would use the mistakes I made in my marriage as an example to these high school boys. And and I also told them, I'm learning this three days ahead of you. And that's because I'm preparing the lesson on Sunday night, delivering it to you on Wednesday. So you're anywhere from 14 to 17, and I'm 34 at that point. I'm learning with you. Mm. And the reality was God was just really starting to show me how I didn't treat Cheryl, and how I wasn't the spiritual leader, and that, um, you know, I didn't love her like Christ loved the church.
0: So Jeff was willing to let God teach him as he was trying to lead others at his church and uh, reconnect. It's a really wonderful story of redemption. Greg, what does it mean for you as a husband to try to pursue God? What does that look like?
3: yeah and certainly like everyone else i struggle with this i have awesome seasons that just my spiritual relationship with god is clicking i'm i'm having those daily disciplines like reading the bible memorizing scripture those kinds of things and then i have dry seasons that that for whatever reason just choosing other things and i don't do that Right now, honestly, I'm I'm in a a a good season. So, I really made a commitment um to to read one chapter in Proverbs every day. And and boy, I just I, I love that. It's just it's an easy way to start the day. I'm learning something, and then I I pick one verse and then I text it out to my family. We have a group text, you know. And and I'll send it out to them, and just with some thoughts Mm. on you know. Sometimes they respond; other times, you know, no one does. They give it a heart, you know, emoji Mm. or a thumbs up. But but I I I see though what it does then in my marriage. And for one, I think the impact that that has on Aaron is that it really helps her to feel safe and secure with me when she knows that I'm really plugged into God that I'm pursuing God it just creates a safety and the security you know it's it, i think it's scary to to follow a husband's lead who isn't really chasing and pursuing after God that's mm. that's scary because then I'm operating on my own resources yeah. and and it's just, I'm I show up differently now and- I
0: know you Greg so I want to ask this yeah. um carefully but it sounds like you're perfect. I mean you're getting up and having quiet time with God and you're so you're obeying him and and you don't have any problems. I'll probably play
3: that what oh, you just said to Aaron, <laughs> just as that what? let her be that be my ringtone. No, and that's what I'm trying to say. I, and I, I'm trying I, to make plenty. sure listeners
0: here that you and I are not perfect. No. We're not. offering opportunities
3: to to grow and yeah. in ways that we've learned. So and, and I'm just saying, I I have dry more dry seasons spiritually than I do the season I'm in right now. And and by the way, I'm in like chapter 21 of Proverbs. So I mean, think about that. That's been maybe the last 21 days. So I'm not saying I've been doing this for the last 13 years. I'm just saying right now I have a good rhythm with the Lord in going through one chapter in yeah. Proverbs every day. It 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 I, I it's impacting me. I, I what I've even found that that it's it, I I pursue Aaron to pray for her more. And and I'm finding myself at the end of the day, we're in bed. I'll just quickly go, Hey, what's some, what's going on tomorrow that I can pray about? And she'll give me one thing. Now, honestly, it it bothers me to some degree that she doesn't go and what's going on in your <laughs> life and literally
0: well, it she that's doesn't That's why she's not here today. So it, so we can know, um, remind her by listening
3: to yeah, this. Yeah. That, and that's no, okay joking. because I don't do that so that she reciprocates that. I'm just saying it's funny how how that that's not happening yet. I'm and, and again I imagine that it will. But but it really the more I do that um, even asking her in the morning, I really try before I leave the house to go, Hey, what's going on today? Again I can pray for, her, and she'll say it and I'll quick just dis- I mean, it takes me seriously 15 seconds, considering her and I'm out the door. Yeah. Um but I think all that helps Aaron to feel more safe, more secure with me. And then it, it definitely impacts our intimacy and closeness. there's that classic analogy, you think of a triangle of God's on the you know, the tip of that triangle and then Aaron is on one side I'm on the other you know the the closer we draw to God who's at the top of that triangle mm-hmm. the closer we become as a couple yeah. and it's it's overused i get that but it really is true yeah it, I, it impacts our our intimacy and our connection
0: i am of the same conviction and i'm thinking of a study some friends at uh, back to the bible did about bible engagement yeah. and they found that if you're in scripture Um, listening to it, reading it, um, pursuing what God might say through the Bible to you four times a week or more, your life is going to look different than most of the people around you. It's going to look healthier and balanced and safer to your point. So uh, do what works for you. We're not selling a program or um, a devotional book. We want you to find god and to seek him out on a regular basis and so get into a rhythm as greg is saying and if you're in trouble or if you know somebody who is please know we're here to help our hope restored program has seen so many couples uh, find hope and uh, find healing for the relationship in fact for couples who go through that marriage intensive program eighty percent are still married two years later It's phenomenally effective, and we've got details about Hope Restored in the show notes. And we do have the book that captures Jeff Scruggs and his wife Cheryl's story. It's called I Do Again. It's inspirational, and uh, it's available for a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Details about Hope Restored and that book, I Do Again, and your opportunity to donate are in the show notes we'll hear more of the Scruggs testimony next time and for now on behalf of the Smallies and our entire team I'm John Fuller and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast